The sermon from St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, member of the Wells, preached on December 23, 2012, based on Hebrews 10, verses 5 through 10. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit points us to our Savior is Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with the fifth verse. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, You did not want sacrifice or offering, but you prepared a body for me. You were not pleased with burnt offerings and sin offerings. Then I said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. After first saying, You do not want and are not pleased with sacrifices, offerings, burnt offerings, and sin offerings, which were offered according to the law. Then he said, Here I am. I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to... For this, in order for the second to stand. In connection with this will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. This is the word of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, wash clean in the blood of our risen Savior. A teacher, using her own body to shield a young child from a gunman's rampage, what a sacrifice! It may even remind us of Jesus' sacrifice. Now, not to take away from the sacrifices made a week ago Friday in Newtown, Connecticut, we do need to note that nothing, I repeat, nothing compares to the sacrifice Jesus was born to make. Nothing you or I or anyone else could ever do, not even the selfless giving of our own life for an enemy. Nothing can compare. To neglect or diminish the incomparable importance of Christ's sacrifice robs God of his glory and empties Christmas of any eternal meaning. For you see, dear friends, the meaning of Christmas is not about following Jesus' example or following some system of morals. It's not about our love for humanity or hugging your children a little more tightly. It's not about a peaceful earth or a hope for a better tomorrow in this life. Those are the things the world praises at Christmas time. This reading from Hebrews today reminds us of what Christmas is all about. We don't celebrate the birth of a child who grew up to merely show us how to love one another by following his example. That's no Savior. Rather, we celebrate how God, the eternal Son of the Father, received a human body in a most miraculous yet lowliest of ways in order to sacrifice himself to make us holy. Yes, dear friends, he was born of a virgin to die for us. Christ's body makes us holy. That's the theme here today. Christ's body makes us holy. How does he do that? He came as the sacrifice, part one. And he fulfilled God's will, part two. He came as the sacrifice. 
And the writer to the Hebrews brings that out as he quotes the words of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, spoken through David and recorded in Psalm 40 about a thousand years before Jesus' birth. Christ says here, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me with burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am, it is written about me in the scroll, I have come to do your will, O God. You see, in order to avoid persecution, many of the first readers of this letter were tempted to go back to the old system of sacrifice. Hadn't God himself commanded those sacrifices when he appeared at Mount Sinai? If if they, they had been good enough for Moses, wouldn't they be good enough for them? Did they really need Jesus' sacrifice? But as the quotation makes clear, dear friends, this quotation taken from the Old Testament, even back in the Old Testament, God's plan to save people wasn't that he was going to do it through animal sacrifices. Yes, the law had commanded them and they had value, but the value was not that they could make sinners holy. God had commanded them for a twofold purpose. One was to show how serious sin is. Sin brought death. But the greater purpose was to point ahead to the one true sacrifice who alone can make sinners holy. As one of our hymns says, Not all the blood of beasts on Israel's altars slain could give the guilty conscience peace or wash away sin's stain. But Christ, the heavenly Lamb, takes all our sins away, a sacrifice of nobler name and richer blood than they. Only his sacrifice makes us holy. But why wasn't God pleased with all those sacrifices and offerings, even though he himself had commanded them? Because they did not come from hearts that were sinless and holy. Rather, those sacrifices were law-driven, driven by duty, by guilt, by worry, or fear of punishment. And the holy God can only accept that which is sinless. And how often, dear friends, aren't we law-driven? Yes, we outwardly do what God wants, but a part of us does it out of a sense of obligation and duty. That's law-driven. Or we do good, but we do it to avoid feeling guilty. Or we worry about the consequences of not doing the right thing, so we do it, we do what's right, even though we don't really feel like it. That's all law-driven, and none of that can make us holy, no matter how good it looks, for the holy God only accepts that which is sinless, that which comes from our holy heart. And that, dear friends, is the dilemma. Do you, do you see that endless, hopeless loop we're caught in? That's why our obedience or offerings cannot make us holy in God's sight. He only accepts what comes from a holy, sinless heart. But if we had already been holy... We wouldn't need any sacrifice or offering to make us holy, but since we're not holy, nothing we do can make us so. 
Do you see the dilemma, the catch-22, the hopeless loop we're caught in? But Jesus Christ, dear friends, Jesus Christ breaks into our hopelessness. We hear him speaking to the Father. Here I am, Jesus says. Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. So God the Father sent his Son into the world, and Jesus willingly came. You prepared a body for me, Jesus Christ says. As, as we hear in the text, the Holy Spirit caused that miracle to happen within the body of the Virgin Mary. The moment the Holy Spirit caused that new human life to begin within Mary's womb, that new human being, even as an embryo, was the eternal Almighty God, the Son of the Father, the Christ, the Messiah, our Savior. Now, God as an embryo does not sound that divine or glorious to us. But dear friends, that's how great his desire to make you holy is. He spared no cost in coming into this world for you and for me. That's the mystery and wonder of Christmas. Our God became a human being with a body and soul, with flesh and blood like you and me to save us in order to make us holy by his sacrifice from the very beginning the holy scriptures referred to as the scroll in the text here the holy scriptures had foretold it think back to Genesis 3 he would be born of a woman and this earnest desire to make you holy led him from that virgin womb the very depths of God-forsaken hell as he hung on the cross. He came as the sacrifice. Only his body, sacrificed on the cross, makes us holy. And with that body, that body that we see laid in a manger, he fulfilled God's will, which brings us to part two here. Again, we hear Christ saying, Here I am, I have come to do your will. From the beginning to the end of his life on earth, Jesus never sinned. He fulfilled God's holy, perfect will in all that he said and did, in all that he thought and felt. Never once did he stumble, even though Satan tempted him severely in every way. Nothing that Jesus said, did, thought, or felt was law-driven. His flawless obedience flowed from a perfect love for his Father, says to the Father. What a dishonor to reduce what Jesus did to merely an example for us to imitate or follow. Jesus did not need to be conceived and born in order to be an example. He could have come in a much nobler kind of way if all he had to do was show us how to live. In fact, people may have paid better attention to him if he had come in a more nobler way. No, Jesus did not come simply to be an example. Reducing Jesus to just an example diminishes Christmas to just another birthday commemoration like Martin Luther King Jr. Day, or for example. You see, if following an example could make us holy, we didn't need Jesus to come at all. God's law gives plenty of examples of holiness. The problem is not a lack of good example. The problem 
is our complete and total inability to live a life that meets God's holy standard. But dear friends, that's exactly what Jesus came to this earth and was born to do. That's exactly the life that Jesus lived for us. I have come to do your will, Jesus says to the Father. He met God's holy standard perfectly. He never disobeyed God's will in the least. His words, actions, heart and mind kept it perfectly all the time. Therefore, because he was conceived and born as a human being, because he became flesh and blood with a human body and soul like us in every way except without sin, because... Son of God became one of us. Therefore, his perfect obedience counts for you and me. That's how he makes us holy. And as the closing verse of the text here sums it up, and by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Listen carefully to those words, dear friends, for here, here is God's saving will. Here is why the Father sent the Son. Here is the meaning of Christmas. Here it is. Jesus was born as a human being with body and soul to serve God in perfect obedience as your substitute. God counts Jesus' holy record as yours. That's how he makes you holy in his record book. He counts Jesus' perfect obedience as yours because Jesus was born to take your place. You have his promise on that. And what's more, as this verse also brings out, he sacrificed that body of his as the one and only sacrifice, the once and for all sacrifice that washes away the stains of your sin. Without the cross, there is no Christmas. And so, dear friends, don't look into your heart to find your holiness. Don't look at your actions or your striving to follow his example. Rather, look into the manger. There lies your holiness, wrapped in swaddling clothes. He came to present you to God as holy and blameless, clothed with his holy life and washed clean with his holy blood. His body makes you holy. For he sacrificed his body to take away your sin. His body makes you holy. For he fulfilled the Father's will as his body gave that perfect obedience which counts as your record. And sinner though you are, through faith in Jesus, you stand holy in God's sight. So leave behind the love of sinning. Don't forfeit the holiness Jesus gained for you at such great cost to him. Rather, listen to his word and follow him, believing God's promise. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.